It's Monday, November 13th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. The U.S. carried out another set of strikes against targets affiliated with Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps in eastern Syria, according to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin following continued attacks on U.S. forces in the region. Austin said the strikes were directed by President Biden and targeted a training facility and a safe house near the cities of Abu Kamal and Mayadin, respectively. A defense official confirmed Sunday that militia personnel associated with Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps were present at the facilities hit by U.S. airstrikes earlier that day. The official said it was unclear, however, how many, if any, of those personnel were killed. The strikes which took place late Sunday night local time, marked the third time in three weeks that the U.S. has attacked targets in the region as it holds Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps responsible for repeated rocket and drone launches against facilities housing U.S. troops in Iraq and Syria. In total, there have been at least 46 attacks on U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria since October 17th, and at least 56 troops have been injured. In other news, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina is suspending his presidential campaign, he announced in an interview with Fox News on Sunday. I love America more today than I did on May 22nd, but when I go back to Iowa, it will not be as a presidential candidate. I am suspending my campaign, he said. The announcement Sunday night took many of Scott's aides and donors by surprise. By leaving the race now, people close to his campaign said he can return to the Senate without an embarrassing finish in Iowa. He preserves the possibility of a future political run and leaves without getting in the crosshairs of Donald Trump should the former president become the nominee. Around the world, Israel said it is pressuring Hamas to surrender its position inside Gaza's largest hospital on Sunday as it engaged in intense fighting with militants in the area. Israel alleges that Hamas hides underground complexes and a key command center at Al-Shifa Hospital in northern Gaza, a claim that Hamas denies. The ultimate goal is for them to come out and surrender while we're in the vicinity of the hospital, said Lieutenant Colonel Richard Hecht, a military spokesman, referring to Hamas militants. A second day of intense fighting on Sunday left thousands of displaced people stuck inside the sprawling complex with dwindling medical supplies, water, and food, as well as a power outage caused by a lack of fuel. Israel said Hamas prevented hospital staff from retrieving containers of fuel delivered about 1,000 feet from the hospital entrance by Israeli soldiers on Sunday morning. Meanwhile, Britain's Prime Minister Rishi Sunak carried out a dramatic reshuffle of his cabinet on Monday, firing his divisive Home Secretary and bringing back former Premier David Cameron to the heart of government after a seven-year absence from politics. The hardline Home Secretary Suella Braverman was sacked early on Monday morning after making inflammatory comments about the policing of pro-Palestinian protests in central London over the weekend. Mr. Sunak then announced he was bringing Cameron back to frontline politics as foreign secretary in a stunning move that has few parallels in recent British political history. Cameron served as Prime Minister from 2010 to 2016, resigning after Great Britain voted to leave the European Union in a referendum that he had called. And, 
Streets and homes across India were aglow Sunday night as millions of people celebrated Diwali, the Hindu festival of lights. The celebration broke a record for the largest display of earthen oil lamps, 2.2 million, lit in the northern state of Uttar Pradesh. Crowds lit sparklers and candles and set off fireworks in towns and cities, including the capital, New Delhi. Symbolizing the victory of light over darkness, Diwali is an annual festival that, while Hindu, is also celebrated across faiths and across the South Asian diaspora as well. Sri Lanka and Nepal also both celebrate, as do Indian and Hindu populations in Singapore, Fiji, Malaysia, and other countries. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.